You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Thank you for coming to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am so thrilled to introduce you to Monica, who is the CEO of APTN. And if you haven't heard of or yet to discover APTN, we're going to learn all about it today. With over 30 years of experience in the broadcast industry, Monica was named CEO of APTN in 2019. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Darian. And what a time to become CEO of a national (laughs) broadcast company right before the world shifted quite a bit. You don't learn how to manage a crisis, right, or a pandemic. But lucky for me, in the sense that I've been with APTN at that point for almost 18 years, I knew the organization quite well and been working in the industry for 30 years. So knew the industry quite well. So I had that. And I have to say that APTN, it's a great team. And a lot of people have been working at APTN for many years. So there's a strong team, a dedicated team, and people that truly believe in the mission of APTN. And those that have yet to discover APTN or your new, I want to call it product or offering of Lumi, maybe describe both those and how people can discover what they are. Sure. So APTN is a non-for-profit charitable broadcaster. And on September 1st of this year, we'll celebrate our 23rd anniversary. When APTN started and we were in front of the CRTC, which is the regulatory commission here in Canada that regulates telecommunications, APTN came up with a small that was never seen before. So one that was mandatory carriage and that would receive a fixed subscriber's fee per month. So if you have cable in Canada, automatically you have APTN. So we're part of the basic package that any cable company offers. So you have APTN, you just have to find it. We broadcast in English, in French, and a variety of Indigenous languages. Every broadcast here, we broadcast in about 15 different Indigenous languages. And we do everything from children and youth programming to drama, to documentary, to lifestyle. And what's unique about APTN is that we have the first ever Indigenous news team. So you've got Indigenous News Weekly, and we cover everything that's happening in Canada, but always with Indigenous perspectives. So that's on the traditional linear side. And then knowing how viewership is shifting, you've noticed a lot of people are now watching content on their iPad or on their phones, on their computer. So to make sure that we're available and accessible to all, because what's important right now is to make sure that we're there where the public wants us to be. So we launched APTN Lumi. So that's our over-the-top service or our video on demand. So it's subscriber-based. And then you can have it as an app. You could have access to a variety of Indigenous-produced content. That's incredible. And APTN stands for? Aboriginal People's Television Network. Okay. So every great superhero has an origin story. Monica, you have this amazing role right now. How did you get to the place you are today? Well, I always had an interest in communication and television. My mom actually worked at Radio-Canada, which is the French CBC. And I had a lot of my family members that worked there as well. And I worked there as a student. And I was always interested in storytelling, how to tell my story. And as I was working at Radio-Canada, that was when my mid-20s, 
I had this possibility to work as a researcher at the National Film Board on the French side, l'ONF, l'Office National du Film. And I really liked that research and that contact with filmmakers. And I had this possibility to have an internship at l'ONF as a filmmaker, a one-year internship. So I quit my job at Radio-Canada, did that internship, directed my first documentary, Frenchman Native Son. Then I got pregnant and I said, oh, you don't make much money doing documentaries. So I went and worked again full time at Quebec Native Women in communications. Then I worked at the Assembly of First Nations in communications, but that was in Ottawa. And all my family was in Montreal or in Odenac. That's the community I'm from here in the province of Quebec. And so I came back to Montreal to be closer to my family working all again at Le Fils National du Film. And then APTN opened a Montreal office and they were looking for somebody to work a bit in programming, in marketing, advertising, kind of a Quebec liaison officer. And I said yes instantly to that job. Because I remember when APTN was launched on September 1st, 1999, I was watching this launch and I had my daughter. She was about uh, two years and a half. And I remember watching the launch and I said to my daughter, I go, one day I'm going to work there. That's so cool. And that moment came and that's going to be almost 19 years ago. So I've been at APTN for quite a while now. And it just happened. So I then went into the programming department as the manager of Eastern programming. So I was in charge of all the programming coming from Eastern Canada, French, English, and Indigenous language programming, in charge of acquisitions. Then I became the director of programming, the executive director of programming and scheduling and CEO. So it was, I worked up the ladder. I worked hard and, you know, to come to this point and I'm enjoying every minute of it. And to quote Drake, a great Canadian artist, you started at the bottom, now you're here. Exactly. Yes. This is awesome. This is so cool. <laughs> so those that are listening that are Indigenous are like, yes, I know APTN, I've got Lumi, this is awesome, aware of it. So those that aren't Indigenous, why should they be paying attention? Why should they download the app, switch to APTN, watch it? Why is it important? Be curious to see other ways of storytelling. I mean, a good story is a good story wherever it comes from. And I think that's what AP10 is doing. And, you know, storytelling is universal wherever it comes from. So people should just come and check it out and see the great drama series we have, the great documentary we have. For sure, there's always an Indigenous twist or flavor to it because most likely it's produced by Indigenous people, it's directed, written, and you'll see Indigenous people in front of the camera. But I think shows like the ones we have, they also bridge communication between Indigenous and non-Indigenous, getting to know one another. I truly believe that as people get to know each other, they understand each other. And with understanding, often comes appreciation. And it's at that moment where there's appreciation that I truly believe that stereotypes and myths, they start to fall away. And I think APTN and other Indigenous media, we play this very important role in the industry. And having Indigenous media, people are listening to us and we're no longer talked about. And that's a big shift. And I think APTN is a leader in this communication. So I think that's why people should come. Just be curious to see what others are doing. That's incredible. And just a practical question, just like a logistical 
And I've had this asked of me before. So the A word, the, the A in APTN is the term Aboriginal. There's another group, Canadian Council of Aboriginal Businesses. Why is the Aboriginal term still used when the term Indigenous is a newer term? Is it something that will change eventually or just to educate us all? Well, when APTN was created, the word Aboriginal was the word that was used. And it's part of our branding right now. And we did look into maybe changing to Indigenous People Television Network. IPTV doesn't sound good to us. APTN does. APTN has his recognition already. And we rarely use Aboriginal People's Television now. We use APTN and the beautiful logo. I mean, it's quite unique in the Canadian industry, this logo in the television industry. You don't see others with this logo. And I think it's made together. It's cohesive. It has this brand. It's really strong and recognized. We're no longer using Aboriginal People's Television Network, just APTN. I think it speaks for itself. And uh, APTN is what we're sticking with. We're comfortable with that. That's great. A lot of awareness since Kamloops' discovery and many other discoveries. APTN played a very crucial role in that. Lumi's been playing a very crucial role. I think you described it better than I could have eloquently about listen to us, not just talk about us. Tell me about the role and kind of the position you've been having to play in the last couple of years in navigating this. And then the Pope coming as well. What's that been like? being the CEO of a major media operation that's led and run by Indigenous people when all this is talked about? That's a very good question, Darian. As the leader of the first national Indigenous broadcaster in the world comes lots of responsibilities as well. And I think what we're doing at AP10 is covering what's happening. We don't make the news, right? We cover the news and we give the possibilities of all people to give their points of views. So you always have to keep that distance, right? I don't meddle, and especially at APTN as a CEO, I don't meddle. The news has their own editorial control. They decide. I'm the leader of the organization, giving the vision, supporting the organization moving forward, making sure that APTN has the strong presence in the industry, not only today, but for the years to come. But we follow everything. When you listen, we're talking about the Pope. I mean, there's lots of people that wanted the Pope to come. And I'm talking about Indigenous people here who wanted to hear the Pope speak and the Pope's excuse and recognition of what happened. And there's others like, why are we listening to him? Why are we doing that? I have my personal beliefs, but my personal beliefs are not part of APTN. That's me personally. But I think we need to share everybody's visions because that's how you make your own mind. And I think APTN is very, very good and diligent when we cover those stories. And you'll probably notice that APTN, our news stories, often they run longer than other stations. Like our story is about two minutes, two minutes and a half, sometimes a bit longer. Other television networks, their news, they're a bit shorter. But we go a bit beyond to put the context, to explain what's happening. And this is both for our audience, Indigenous but non-Indigenous audience as well, to make sure that they have a good understanding of what we're covering. So we go a bit further, I find, than others. You touched on one thing I want to go deeper in. You mentioned the show is available in other languages. Tell me about APTN's role in Indigenous languages and what that means. You know, our languages suffered enormously in the past century because of residential schools. And we lost a lot of our languages. A lot of our languages are very fragile. My mom's First Nation, she's Abenaki. So I'm Abenaki on my mom's side and I'm Hungarian on my dad's side. And my mom's a strong defender of the Abenaki language. When she moved back to the community, she was 
50, I guess. And she remember hearing the language when she was young. Her dad spoke, but he passed away. She was only five, but she had other people in her family that spoke, but she didn't understood. So when she went back to her community, one elder was teaching the language and she said, hmm, I'm going to go and learn that language. And my mom came to a point that she taught the language for 10 years. She wrote a vocabulary, a grammar. My mom's a strong defender. And I think that APTN, as an Indigenous broadcaster, we have that role to preserve, promote Indigenous languages. Still today, I feel that what you see on TV says lots. People value what's on TV. So hearing Indigenous languages on TV shows the importance we have for these languages, and especially for the youth to hear the language. You know, I think more and more young people are learning their language. You go on TikTok or Facebook or Snapchat and you see these clips and more and more indigenous languages are popping up and they're doing these short clips and they're so proud of it. I know there's a young girl from my community and often on Facebook, she'll put these little clips. Oh, today let's learn how to say animals or dates or whatever. It's fantastic. And I told my mom, I go, it's in part because of you that this young girl is doing that and posting that. That's amazing. I think sometimes my mom doesn't realize what she's done. And then if you put that at a bigger scale, Indigenous media, what we do, not only APTN, but Indigenous radio, Indigenous print, what we do is fundamental in preserving these languages and moving them forward and showing the importance. And for non-Indigenous people to know that you have these fantastic and beautiful languages here way before. I unfortunately don't speak fluently, but every time I have the possibility, I will speak. If I do a presentation, I'll start in Abenaki and I'll finish in Abenaki. Once I was invited to an event and I went up front and I spoke in Abenaki, and then afterwards I came back to the table and I had this uh, Algonquin elder next to me and she said, thank you, Monica, for speaking in your language. It's important that you do this, that we all do this for those to know that there are others that were here way before and that these languages are still strong. Amazing. Could you share something now? Yeah. I said, hello, my name is Monica and I'm from the community of Odanak and I'm very happy to be with you here today. Amazing. Thank you. I need to ask, did your father pass on any Polentinta recipes for you? Hungarian crepes? <laughs> yeah, if my father passed on any... Polentinta, like crepe recipes from Hungary. Did he pass on any of the... Oh, well, the... Uh, chicken paprikash. Uh, I could do Hungarian goulash. I could do the little nokadlis. Uh, I could do a kerantatush. Yeah. I... Yeah. <laughs> I know a Amazing. bit of Hungarian Amazing. cooking. I don't speak Hungarian. I, I could swear in Hungarian quite well. Yes, yes. But yeah. that's about it. <laughs> I'm way closer to the Abenaki side. My dad arrived here in the late, late 50s and met my mom in 59, 1959. Yeah. Yes. And himself, I mean, my mom's family became his family. He was so far away from his family and lost a lot of his family during the Second World War and the Hungarian Revolution. So he was very involved in the culture 
and the traditions of the Abenaki people. My dad was a sculptor. He was an artist. So he had this sensitivity and he was very close to the elders, listening to the elders' story. And actually my first drum, it's an elder who showed my dad how to do. So my dad actually did my first drum and it's beautiful because wow. it, there's a wolf because my mom's the wolf clan and there's a wolf. But behind he wrote a little word in Hungarian. <laughs> so beautiful. So he really got involved. So himself, I mean, he did a lot of his artwork was around the Abenaki people, indigenous in general as well. Yeah. That is incredible. And those that are looking to get involved, you know, there's brands out there that are now saying, I've woken up. Actually, I did an interview yesterday and I do a rapid fire question round and we're going to do this eventually. (laughs) One of them was, what's the most important thing you changed your mind about? And I ask this every time of all my guests. And yesterday, a guy who owns one of Canada's largest agencies, he's noted as the number three agency. He says, you know what? I changed my mind recently about Indigenous people. My eyes were woken up over this last year about who they, and and so he didn't get into it about like what he thought about them before and what he thinks about them now. But so I feel like you play a crucial role in it with APTN and Lumi and those that want to say, hey, you know, we're a brand and we want to start, you know, advertising or supporting this work or getting involved. How can they do that? What does that look like between like an outside brand who wants to advertise an APN? And just to get back to that gentleman when he said he changed his mind, I think the recovery of the unmarked graves shook the nation to its core. Yes. And at APTN, we've noticed that. We've noticed Mm. an increase in our viewership in general for APTN, in our news consumption as well. People coming on to Lumi, we've seen that trend and we're pleased about it because people are coming. And what's important, because as an Indigenous broadcaster working with Indigenous creators, the stories that we share are authentically Indigenous. And I think that makes a shift, that makes a difference. I like to see people coming back. And I truly believe that APTN played an important role last year as we were covering these stories. And, you know, September 30th was the first National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. And APTN had this wonderful 24-hour day of special programming. I think people are coming. And I think they see that Indigenous people are people, right? And we have our history. We have our tradition. We have our culture. We have our ways of doing but we live with others in this country, right? And I think people are seeing the benefit of coming to APTN and advertising on APTN. Like I said, we're mandatory carriage, so we could reach up to 10 million people, right? That number of subscribers in Canada. And we have our East, our West, our North, and our HD feed. So when you come and advertise on APTN, you're advertising on all those feeds. And if you want to really, let's say, reach the Norton public, well, you could even have your message in Inuktitut. APTN has so many possibilities of advertising or sponsorship. There's this untapped market and AP10 as a national broadcaster is just opening those doors to all. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's incredible. And I, I'm so excited coming up. Just a sneak preview for everyone. If you've loved Shark's Tank or Dragon's Den, APCN is releasing with CCAB and the fine folks the uh, Bears Lair, yes. which is a indigenous version of such said shows. Exactly. So that's going to be very exciting this fall. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to have to come and see that. I don't know the date there. And Alex could give you that information yeah. if you want to add that. Yeah. I think I'm going to say September 9th, but I'm not too sure when yeah. it's launching. We'll put the notes in the show when, when we you know. But I think just there's so many exciting new programs, exciting programs and programs for kids. I think I get asked a lot from peers. It's like, how do we educate my kids about indigenous people, not just what they see on the news, because that's not the best thing for kids. No. But the program you have for kids on Lumi is incredible. Yes. And it's truly different. We have this series called Nana's Tent, which is shot in a Iqaluit. And it's really regionally focused in the sense that you have a feel like you're not in downtown Toronto with this show. You're somewhere far mm-hmm. away. The scenery is different. The on-air hosts, the storytelling, the singing. So it's in English and in Nuktitut. And it's so beautiful. So it's so entertaining for kids, but it opened their eyes to something different. So we've got lots of these children and youth. And I think they're like sponges at those age. So if you're able to give them this window and for them just to take it all in, and they even learn a couple of few words here and there in different indigenous languages, isn't that beautiful? I have a seven-year-old, Evelyn, who comes back from school some days and from watching some, she's telling me about the Hunkamina language. <laughs> The lost language of Hunkamina. But then she got confused. So my dad is Hungarian, came over in 56. And so she thinks I know Hunkamina because I know some Hungarian. And so I said, no, no, that's not the language that I speak. And I've been slowly actually learning some mitchif, very slowly. So I'm the language that my mom would have been brought up with in Winnipeg there. So, but thank you for the role you play. It's incredible. I actually saw a campaign. So Bell did a great campaign saying, hey, we're going to give all support a campaign with a bunch of media. And APTN submitted a proposal of kind of the language awareness and a language campaign yes. that you're running. It was beautiful, beautifully done, beautiful website. We'll make sure we put a link to oh, that. If, I don't know if it's still active that at the moment. That is so yeah. beautiful. We're so proud of that. And, you know, people need to really understand that when you lose your language, you lose a part of your identity. Yeah, 100%. Languages, they hold your history. They hold their songs, your dances, your culture. They hold everything. They connect. So when that's gone, you lose a part of yourself. So anything we could do to preserve and promote, we're doing it. And personally, I think we need to do even more indigenous languages on APTN. And that's something we're looking into to make sure that more languages are represented, that there are more places to have indigenous languages. I think there's not enough. <laughs> Amazing. Just on a side note, just on a show I discovered, I was a big fan of The Office and there was a guy in the show named Andy who went on to do a show called Rutherford Falls. Yes. I don't know if you yes, did. Yes. Did you get a chance to see that? Yes, I've seen it. That's a great show. All the writers are indigenous and it yeah. was kind of an office-esque 
comedy series, mm-hmm. but yet they came up with, they had some very serious messaging about yeah. Indigenous entrepreneurship and, you know, white privilege and, and what does it mean to interact with the, your Indigenous friends? Exactly. Well, you know, we had Blackstone, Mohawk girls. Yeah. I mean, that was a drama. It was four young Mohawk women looking, searching for love. But when you watch yeah. the show, you learn a lot about how it is in a community and how there's discrimination sometimes in a community. What is blood quantum? There's this unwritten rule of you're indigenous, you only have to go out an indigenous person. I mean, there was a lot of that within that situation. So what's good with drama series, like you just mentioned, is that you could get a lot of messaging out there. So people are watching, mm-hmm. they don't realize it, but they're learning much about a community that way. Incredible. Monica, what are you most excited about for this upcoming year for APTN and APTN Lumi? Something that's very exciting for APTN is our license renewal. So in Canada, you need every five years or so go in front of the CRTC and you need to renew our license. So our license comes up on August 31st of 2023. So now we're slowly prepping our application for the CRTC to renew our license. And that's a big big file to do because you have to sort of the past five years, what have we done? What could we have done differently? But for the years to come, what we want to do, what's the outlook, knowing the industry's changing. So right now we're in the midst of getting all this information and rethinking, reimagining APTN, right? The television industry is in flux and really was impacted by the digital disruption. So we need to be sure that APTN has a strong presence in the years to come, both on the linear side, cable side, but also on the online world because, you know, everything is shifting. But in the online, there's an overabundance of content and you know it as well as I do. And we do have a place, but the problem is discoverability, right? Yeah. So how to maneuver all of that? So right now we're thinking, reimagining APTN. So this next year will be very important for us. We definitely, hopefully, will continue to be mandatory carriage and continue to collect fixed subscriber rates. So, you know, eventually we'll be... Once we have the application out there, we will be asking for support for APTN and all the work we've been doing. So that's something quite exciting to do because it gives you a moment also just to hold back and say, okay, what have we done and where are we going? I've been watching this show with my family for a long time because I got four kids and it's hard to find a show that we all can sit down and watch, right? And enjoy. But Amazing Race and, and Amazing Race Canada, actually the new season's out right now. And the coolest thing about it is that they've got Inuit racers, mm-hmm. they've got First Nations racers, and at every stop, they actually have someone from that land acknowledging and, and welcoming people to the land, which I thought was a really cool shift mm-hmm. for the Amazing Race Canada. And I was thinking, it's something that really, if APTN took over the Amazing Race Canada, it would be such an amazing show. Like you think of Indigenous tourism and all the amazing experiences across our country, like an Amazing Race version with. ITAC, where you're going to all the tourism experiences that people weren't even aware of. That'd be great. It's a question of funding because that's very expensive to do. And we probably don't have the financial support to do. But we did this great show a couple of years ago called First Contact. And I don't know if you you remember that. So we had eight opinionated Canadians going on a one-month journey across different Indigenous communities, getting to know different indigenous people. That's amazing. And as they were progressing, some of them, their opinion changed, their perception changed as well. Not everyone, 
but most of them. That was quite interesting. I know that was a big success for APTN because that was a show that really resonated both with Indigenous and non-Indigenous peoples alike. You know, we have other shows like Moose Meat and Marmalade, which is a... It's a great one. Yeah, culinary. But once again, you got an Indigenous and non-Indigenous host. Really building those bridges and making sure that there's content for everyone, right? And that at all, in the essence of who we are, we're human beings and how do we connect as human beings? You probably had the most eloquent description of like what I think we're all trying to do by saying, hey, as an Indigenous person, and, and even looking at Jen Harper, Cheekbone Beauty, she had this great comment where she's like, well, what if I was just a really good makeup company and I just happen to be Indigenous? And so get to know me as a person and then yeah. she can, what's called, write the story, like rewrite it, exactly. right? Where it's not just what you see in the news, it's not what you know maybe historically, but you're going to see Indigenous people from all walks yeah. of life, all different you know, vocations. Exactly. Monica, are you ready for the rapid fire round? Okay, let's go. Okay, so these are just like quick. First thing that comes to mind, nice little three to five second answer. Here we go. What was your first ever job? Cutting grass and washing windows back home in Odenak as a summer student. (laughs) Amazing. Night owl or early bird? Oh, night owl. (laughs) Nice. Don't like waking up early. I could work until midnight if need be, but getting up at 6 a.m., oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cat or a dog person? Oh, dog. And I've got this beautiful French bulldog called Stella. What was the first TV show that you just fell in love with that you remember? Oh, it was a children's show in French called Bobino in Bobinette. Okay. Amazing. What is your favorite word right now? Mindfulness. That's really cool. You know, it's random. So I just updated my Apple watch and there's a new mindfulness thing on here where it twice a day, or you do it more, but twice a day, it now does a ping and it tells me to have a minute or two minutes of mindfulness. Yes. And I think that's very important to take the moment in, just take it all in. And that changes things because you're just stopping and saying, okay, where am I? What am I doing? Yeah. I don't know. I feel it energizes me to do that. That's awesome. Really cool. Important question. Dark or milk chocolate? Dark. I like the bitter taste of it. (laughs) Nice. What's the last charity you supported financially or with your time and why? Well, actually, I just renewed my membership for the Abenaki Museum. That's back home in my community. And I always take a family membership, even though my daughter and my stepdaughters don't live with us anymore and they're 25 and older and not even under the family membership. It's just a way of me giving more than an individual. So what I often do is I always kind of do things like that. You know, I give more to something. Really cool. This might be a hard one because it's like asking who's your favorite child. What is a movie that you just love and you can watch over and over and over again? <laughs> Any movie with Tom Hanks. But, nice. <laughs> but a movie I really like, and maybe it's corny, it's The Sound of Music. Not corny at all. Because my grandmother from Hungary came about the time that movie was released And uh, my father went to see the movie with her. And that was the last time Mm. he saw her. My dad never returned to Hungary and she never was able to come back. So I think it has this emotional attachment to it because I always think of that. And in a way, my dad loved that movie because it kind of reminded him a bit of Hungary. Oh, that's really special. Because it happened in Austria. Yeah. What's a favorite song or album on repeat right now? I don't have a favorite. I love music, period. I love singing. I never do the dishes or I do a full laundry or clean music, music all the time. Even when I work, I put music and I listen to any type of music. 
I love the eighties music though, because that's my beat, but I would listen to something contemporary today and then go to traditional powwow songs and whatever, you know, mm. I just, I love everything. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Healing, heal people, but not only physically, but emotionally as well. Wow. That's a great one. If you weren't doing this job right now, maybe in another kind of multiverse, what would you be doing with your life? I would have loved to be a surgeon. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I love the inners. I love blood. I, yeah. I like how the body works, especially the brain. So maybe a neurosurgeon. <laughs> That's awesome. Next question. Outside of the APTN News app and APTN Lumi, what is an app on your phone you can't live without? All the two best ones. Uh, I love Waze. Yeah. <laughs> I love when I'm driving somewhere. I like, I like to know where I'm going. So I really, really like Waze. <laughs> Have you made your car really cool or do you go with like traditional car where you're rocking the ways? You can upgrade and you can make like your car. Oh, no, a, traditional. I'm keeping it to, yeah, traditional. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they were advertising you could become Paw Patrol characters for, I don't yeah. know, the movie had just come out and my <laughs> kids were like, whoa, we can become a. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of children, what is your favorite children's book? The Little Prince. Nice. Yes. And I assume you read it in French growing up, not English. Yes. Actually, it was my fourth grade teacher that gave me that book at the end of the school year. And she wrote a little note inside. And she was one of my favorite teachers. I just love the book, maybe because she gave it to me, but because also of the story as well, right? It's about, you know, humanity and friendship and love and loneliness and... Beautiful. And how do you say it in French? Le Petit Prince. It's even more beautiful. What's the most important thing you ever changed your mind about? Doing my EMBA. I wanted to do my EMBA. I sent out for the information. I, I met them. And then I said, no, I'm not going to do this. Some people said, why are you doing it? Because I did it. I was 51. Like, why are you doing it 51? You don't need this to advance your career. You shouldn't be doing this. It's a waste of time and money. I said, no, I'm going to do it. And you know what? The best thing I ever did. That's very cool. Can you name the school you went it was a bilingual program here in Montreal and it was a HSC McGill Executive MBA. Very cool. Very cool. A podcast or newsletter or website you recommend for resources, inspiration for your role as a media CEO? There's many podcasts, but the one I really like is the one on the Harvard Business Review. There's many different types of podcasts and they could talk about everything. And it could be something as specific, like, you know, how to deal with the pandemic or what it is to be a woman CEO or how to deal with employees that are troublemakers. So I really like those because there's so many subjects. And I would say the other one, good one for me, the APTN News and Brief podcast. So if you want the indigenous news in every day between five and 10 minutes, you listen to that. And what about new hires looking at kind of the people are budding and coming up in the industry? What are you looking for in kind of people joining the media industry and becoming whether reporters or producers? What should they be working on? I look for potential. I don't yeah. necessarily look for someone who has all the skills, but I'm looking for people who have the potential and who wants to do it, who wants to learn. And they do believe in, in our case, in, in indigenous media. So it's yeah. really that potential, that drive. Anything else you want to share with listeners and viewers? I said it at the beginning. I think what I find works for me is always being curious. Hmm. I'm reading the paper. They have links to other articles or 
I click and I look at it. Just people talk about something. What is, I Google it. Just be open to everything that's happened, not only in your field or in your culture, but opening up to see what's out there. You don't have to read everything, but just to have this openness and willingness to do. Where can people find you and follow you online? I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. And I'm on Instagram. I don't post too many things. I'm kind of private on that sense. I see what's going on elsewhere, but I'm not very out there. But you are running a organization that is producing so much content. So follow APTN, follow Lumi. Exactly. <laughs> follow the organization I work for. <laughs> That's Perfect. what's important. It's not me. It's what APTN does. That's important. That's what you should follow. Definitely. Well, thank you for joining us today. I've learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners and viewers have learned a lot as well. And we're so thrilled to continue to watch APTN and APTN Lumi play the crucial role it plays in both Canadian, I feel like education, history, language preservation, awareness, and really connecting Indigenous people to those that are both Indigenous, I think learning about other Indigenous people and those that are non-Indigenous. So thank you. Well, so thank you very much. It was really a pleasure. Thank you for joining us this episode on Marketing News Canada, and we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.